Welcome to Red Ice Creations. Thank you for tuning in to our internet talk radio program. My name is Henrik Palmgren. I'm the editor and webmaster of RedIceCreations.com. I hope you stop by our website, follow along the news, the forum, and of course this radio show. Uh, we do have a new program for you every Thursday and Sunday. And uh, it is the last Sunday of the month, the last Sunday of April already. And uh, that means that we have our monthly regular Alan Watt with us. We spend some time once a month here getting an update from CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. That's Alan's website. And uh, we talk about everything from history, conspiracy, geopolitics, current events and uh, much, much more that Alan research and uh, do talk about at his website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. So uh, let's say hello and welcome back to Alan. Nice to have you back with us again. It's nice to be back on. Excellent. Thank you for coming on. You know, uh, a lot of things have, of course, been going on since we spoke last month. Uh, things have been quite busy. We have, uh, of course, had the largest shooting, as it were, in the U.S. history, uh, just in the middle of, of April. Uh, there even was a shooting at, at NASA, uh, at a NASA building, a few days after this event, and uh, a few kind of copycat type things have been popping up afterwards. And uh, as I suspect, uh, you know, that you've received quite a few emails about this. I mean, a lot of people are, you know, wondering what's going on, and it's, uh, you know, right just about the time um, as when Columbine was on the anniversary coming up and so forth. And uh, there's a lot of info already, of course, surrounding this entire uh, event, as it were. Uh, I don't know if you have, you know, gotten into it that much at all, but it's always, you know, interesting to uh, to get, uh, you know, your take on on these big events that obviously, you know, can be played out in uh, numerous of ways to, uh, you know, reform the the school system and change society in a number of ways. Even going into gun control, of course. But uh, Alan, what's your what's your take on it? What have you heard about it? It's much the same, really. We get a vague story, really, about the guy's background, which means there's a lot to do with this particular shooter's background, that which they know, but they've been told not to disclose it so far. Um, there's no doubt whatsoever that he had a history of psychiatric problems. Yeah. <laughs> we'll simply find out how long they've known this, what type of problem. We do know that he, like other shooters, um, had pictures on his own site, I think, and other people's sight of him pointing guns at the cameras, yeah. which are identical to uh, not so long ago shooting, I think, in Montreal, where a person went into a, a college there. Hmm. He, the one in Montreal had been into the Gothic cult, they call it, which was the the movement given to the young to copy, as all movements are, from the television, mm -hmm. with Buffy, the, the, vam the vampire slayer, and all the stuff, and the occult, mm -hmm. and uh, the black clothes, uh, the morbidity to do with death topics and other conversations. And the one in Montreal dressed like that, and as he pointed guns at cameras and all the rest of it, uh, this guy did the same down in the States. Sure, I mean, he. he uh, I think he, sh he sent... Um I, uh, I don't know if this were the exact story, but uh, there was a first shooting at uh, an, another building where he, I think he shot two people at first. And then there was like a, a pause for several hours. And, and from what I've heard, 
he actually sent a package with these images that you talk about to I think it was NBC that received this yeah. this package you know with video material uh, a lot of photographs and so forth and uh, that's you know an interesting idea to you know shoot people two people actually and send off a package to a television television station and then going into another building continuing um he walked half a mile half a mile he walked yeah yeah the first shooting and dropped into the post office and then continued on his way hmm. which meant that, that I mean this doesn't happen this does not happen today SWAT teams are there immediately yeah yeah exactly that that is the big big question of course you know why they uh, didn't close the you know the school or the entire no uh, evacuated the school after the first shooting because it was several hours you know afterwards so uh, in a way it feels like the SWAT team was there and Locked down the school, so this guy basically could, could could go in, you know, in the school area and basically go berserk in there. I don't know. I've never seen a SWAT team in a domestic dispute in a home. Uh, they they simply come straight through the windows and doors, hmm. uh, and and so they're quick. They don't ask no questions. They get in and they do their job. Sure. So yeah, they knew, and someone gave them the command not to not to enter or um, get involved until this was pretty well over. Mm. It's obvious. And what's interesting too, um, it's the symbology of the numbers. Indeed. You, you have um, two are initially killed. Mm. Now in Freemasonry, they always begin with, with the first and second degrees. And then the third one is the master. And then from the third, which is the master, it's a continuous state right up to, up to the 32nd. Now, he killed 32 people. And yeah, yeah. From the second shooting upwards, it was 32, mm. and then um, and then you have himself, which is the 33rd, mm. which is the, the supposedly illumined man who gets an honorary degree for serving the work. Uh, you get all these odd numerical coincidences, which always crop up in these, these shootings. Indeed. Um, did you did you hear about the uh, the the name that he had on his arm in uh, written in in, uh, in red uh, i think it was ismail axe have you been able to pick up something on that i haven't gone into it i've, I've seen it yeah but that's mm. right and i'm sure it's an anagram uh, if you break it down yeah a lot of people have been have been looking looking at it i guess and then, then again there's you know so many variations we could pick up you know characters from books whatever uh, there's yeah. endless of material out there on it but uh, um you know, one thing that that comes to mind, of course, is uh, uh, that many of these shootings seem to happen also in, uh, you know, in, in the April month. I mean, the Columbine was just, um, you know, what was it, days days afterwards, and it would have been the anniversary. And I immediately immediately got this feeling that this was kind of a a rite of spring type scenario. You know, the the, the victim, you know, of the of of uh, the incoming spring, basically. Your your take on that? Well, they they also have, uh, I think, the um had the Branch Davidian uh, farm burned down by the BETF mm. and in April as well. They love, they love April. Oh, really? Early the hmm. 9th of April, as it usually is, mm. for uh, that high date. And that's a sacrifice in ancient cultures for the kicking off of May, because May the 1st is a big day for kicking off the new, uh, the, the new year, really, mm. of fertility. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we've got May 1st coming up, and, and uh, uh, side note, I guess, but the interesting that a lot of people also actually go to to this spot um, 
visiting the area. I think that the Queen is even of, of England is, is actually going over there sometime around May. I can't remember the exact date now, if it's around Beltane or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, but but she is going over there, and and um, it seems like you know a lot of people <laughs> want to go to that place, you know, as a kind of a, a ritualistic type um, type event, or actually you know drawing from it in some way. I, I don't know. Any ideas about that? Well, I've no doubt that they are into this type of ceremony. You, you see it so often. Uh, even the United Nations building, the UN was set up to be uh, to actually to bring in world government, and um, it, it doesn't run autonomously. It's it's ordered to do what it what it does mm. by the very rich men of the world, and um, the United Nations building was built on land donated by the Rockefeller family, and it was the largest slaughterhouse yeah. in New York. All that land mm. had been for a long, long time, so it was well sacrificed with blood. Yeah. And that's where they built the building. So yeah, they, they do go into the sacrificial place type thing in a big way. Hmm. It, it means a lot to them. Yeah. Um, of course, we could, you know, go into the area of uh, mind control. You know, this is uh, as another Manchurian candidate, as it were. Uh, do you think it necessary, you know, to go that, to go that far, or yeah, you know, yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, hmm. Every one of the shooters we've had over these years has, as I say, had psychiatric treatment, so they were well obvi- they were well aware of the person's mental capacity. Um, they were well aware that they loved to not play with guns, but literally to, to even pretend in front of cameras that they were shooting the, mm. the cameraman. Hmm. Um, and who knows? And even the one in Montreal that came out later that the police had been monitoring this particular fellow who went to the college campus, mm-hmm. and um, they were well aware because he had lots of these pictures on his own video screen, uh, which he, on his internet uh, site, mm-hmm. that, uh, of pointing guns at cameras. So they've been watching him for four or five years. <laughs> they know who these people are. Mm. And now if anybody else in society uh, were to do that, um, they'd come in and just grab you. Mm. Why did they watch them for four or five years and then allow them to do it? Mm. And then what kind of treatment are they getting from the psychiatrist? Knowing, remember, that psychiatry from its inception was always to be part, to be used uh, to create a new society. Um, psychiatry said that they should be given the right to vet people, to rule over others, for instance. Mm-hmm. And, and Which also means they help create the mayhem. As psychiatrists have been used in mind control by all governments mm-hmm. uh, through all the Cold War. The top psychiatrists were involved in the creation of forms of mind control technique. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if these characters have all been programmed uh, by the psychiatrists. Hmm. The same thing happened with the, the Dunblane shooting in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, the man there, it's the oddest thing, because you had to jump through hoops to get a, a handgun. Hmm. It was a recent thing. They hadn't allowed the public to have handguns for centuries. Yeah. And you had to jump through many hoops, psychological tests, background checks, and they knew that Hamilton was a, was a pedophile. He liked little boys. Hmm. His room, which they visited beforehand to see if he was stable enough to have a, a handgun, his room was covered with pictures of half-nude little boys from yes. the, the Boy Scouts. Uh, and yet, it was a 
British lord <clears throat> who overrode the police decision not to give him the license. And uh, hmm. why would a British lord intervene on a nobody's account hmm. to give him the license? Hmm. Yeah, some he some was programmed. So he was seen a psychiatrist. We know in the Columbine shootings, the Columbine, Columbine in high masonry is a five-pointed star or the leaf of the plant, the flower, hmm. Columbine. Yeah. The five-pointed star of masonry. Um, it's also the meaning of being illumined when the spirit comes down to the high-degreed masters. It's, it's shown in the shape of a dove coming down. Yeah, yeah. That's also the Columbine. It's the column. It's, it's, the, it's the bird. The dove, yeah. yeah. So you have all these things wrapped up in it. And in the Columbine shooting, uh, two years after the event, it, they gradually released all the film footage that they had that these boys had taken themselves mm-hmm. of going into the forest with, with all this expensive firearms that, that their parents knew about. <laughs> That's the oddest thing. Yeah. And, and thousands of rounds of ammunition. The year prior to the shooting at Columbine, the teachers had given them lectures about death. Hmm. They all had to write essays on death. Then they had to follow it up by essays on what was it like. The, the Columbine uh, data on the shooters came out two years at least after the initial shock and the media pablum they gave us. And they started to show us videos they'd taken themselves, these boys, uh, of going off into the forest with expensive weaponry, mm. thousands of rounds of ammunition, uh, blasting at everything, every little target they could find, and and laughing about what they'd like to do with their schoolmates. Yeah. And then the teachers uh, gave them, a year prior to the shooting, they gave the class lectures in death. Uh, so so much so that they even, I think, brought a coffin into the classroom hmm. and had each one lay in that coffin. And then it was followed up by if they had power, if the children had power, what would they like to do with it? They were to make a, a video of what they'd like to do. And the shooters, one year prior to the actual shooting, went through the school, uh, classroom by classroom, pretending to shoot down people. Hmm. I mean, how how much do we need here? Yeah, yeah. Sheesh. And, and uh, uh, do you uh, have you heard about this connection with also you know that these many of these kids uh, seem to be going on on uh, antidepressants as SSRI yeah. medicine? Yeah, they find that they're all on Prozac or one of the many uh, branch offs of Prozac because Prozac started to get a bad name for this. Yeah. And so they've, uh, they've they've altered the molecules a little bit here and there. It's still Prozac, but they call it different names to confuse yeah. the public. But uh, yeah, it, causes, it can cause acute aggression um, and tremendous aggressive outbursts um, coming out of the blue with no apparent trigger. Yeah, and uh, em- emotion. I've heard of you know everything from emotional detachments to uh, you know a sense of you know that you are you don't have any kind of connection with your own emotional life meaning that you're totally you know disconnected from what you're doing basically that's a fact and also uh, these things interfere with your, your serotonin uptake yeah. in the brain uh, that the theory being that they can quieten down your emotions however 
it doesn't work quite that way because um, anything which is reduced in the, the system of the brain is always compensated eventually down the road. Other things will kick in and try and compensate. Hmm. And that's where the aggression suddenly comes in. Mm. Other chemicals are formed to try and compensate for this reduction. Hmm. So, so tremendously aggressive. Indeed. So what we potentially might be looking at here is, uh, as you say, a combination of, of, you know, actually many different things. You know, and one can't, of course, you know, r- uh, take away the... Uh, the big aspect of that many of these kids you know actually are you know they are very um you know depressed and they live you know lives in a way i guess that that might not be you know fulfilling in that sense many of the kids are are may might be lost you know they don't know what they're going and a lot of aggression and life you know seems meaningless as it were and and this in itself might be you know um might be a, a, a something that you know authority can manipulate in a way i guess oh it's easily i mean the the very fact they're in the state that they're in um, with dysfunctional families, families which do not communicate, yeah. uh, that's part of the culture creation. They knew long ago uh, that we'd have all these problems at this present time hmm. when the children uh, have no anchors, they have nothing to fall back on, they have no real family to communicate to. And we found that in the, the Columbine families because um, they seemed almost detached themselves from their own children. They gave them lots of money and just let them do what they wanted to do and didn't inquire what they were up to, didn't seem even interested in what they were up to. So the the kids have... Dysfunctional. Yeah, and the kids have become uh, the, you know, domestic terrorists as it were now then. Yes, plus uh, you've had for 25 years the children brought up playing video games of killing, death, and destruction. Mm-hmm. These games were developed for the military-industrial or by the military-industrial complex to train soldiers to be desensitized in killing their enemy. Yeah. And then they gave them to children because they wanted to rear a generation of um, aggressive uh, and very compulsive killers for a certain period for the military, for for the present uh, New World Order, as Mr. Bush Sr. called it. Hmm. Hmm. They had to go from a passive population and breed an aggressive type that would join the military because they're looking at a long-term war in the Middle East, and they knew that uh, 25, 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, and there is... um I think that there is a connection, an, an alleged connection between, um, or rather that the Virginia Tech, in this case, uh, the university, uh, or, or was it high school anyway, uh, actually have a connection to, to DARPA, the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, and they actually developed a, a video uh, type game together with a Virginia Tech, I think this was back in 2001 or something, that talked about you know the enhancements of uh, memory if I if I remember correctly and a lot of stuff, and that actually went in the video game itself actually went in and altered your, uh, I think it was memory function or something like that that would you know heighten your study ability or whatever. But there, even there is a very interesting you know connection in regards to this latest uh, you know Virginia Tech shooting. Obviously you know. Sure. Huh. I'm sure of it. There's been definite guidance from some source. Yeah. And also, there's been uh, ordered um, professionals, people professionally trained, mm. who've been told not to stop the 
this guy from doing what he was going to do. The, I'm sure there were plenty of signs before it happened. Mm. Plenty of signs. The police would know that they scour the internet. They have they've got thousands of people scouring the internet and taking notes of anybody they, they claim could be violent down the, in the, the future. Mm. So this is no surprise to to, the, to those who've been watching. The only surprise is to the public that that it was allowed to occur. Mm, mm, yeah, I'm just going to correct myself. I'm I'm l- looking at it right now. It, it actually was the NASA's Langley Research Center in in Hampton, Virginia, uh, that oh. tested this together with something called Eastern Virginia Medical School. So it wasn't Virginia Tech in this case, but again, you know, just implying that. There is a connection, as you say, actually, between, you know, video games and, and interaction with, uh, you know, your mental health and a lot of these studies. So it's not, not uh, any less interesting for that matter. But um, what if, you know, if we were to, to kind of expand this scenario a bit or, or look at the consequences of, of, you know, of these types of actions that took place in, in uh, at Virginia Tech, uh, Obviously, we have the question of gun control, uh, metal detectors going in at the school, guards everywhere, you know, heightened, heightened fear, fear and so forth. Uh, what, what do you think will be the kind of the ongoing consequences, as it were, to this kind of uh, event? Well, I do know that in United U.S. publications, they've been pushing the big industries for security, have been, which are just part of the military-industrial complex have been pushing to go further with total monitoring of every individual uh, to get into these places generally in the United States. They're training children to go to school and go through metal detectors, thumbprints, identification cards, all of this stuff. Uh, They have armed security men, they're police there Mm -hmm. uh, at all times. Um, They're training these young children for the society they will grow up in as adults. Yeah. We will all go through the same thing, be monitored, thumbprinted, ID'd for everything that we do. This is the world that's being prepared right now, and they always go to the young uh, to get them conditioned to accept that they think it's normal now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Getting frisked going into school is normal. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing, you know, um, yeah, exactly, metal detectors and, uh, and guns. W- what about the, the issue of gun control? I mean, uh, yeah. um, this has been on the on the wallpaper, so to speak, you know, for, for many years now, I guess, but this is even a way, uh, this event will further that, I guess. Yeah, each time that they, they get more bills and more restrictions, um, this is to be a worldwide agenda. It's happening all over the world, actually. Mm because they want a, a disarmed populace for what's to come down the road. And that makes sense when you read the Department of Defense for Britain. That's your war department in Britain, and mm-hmm. I bought the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. And they published in the Guardian last week, the Guardian newspaper, mm-hmm. uh, their projections of the think tanks that they own of uh, all the trouble they see with society for the next 20 or 30 years, yeah, yeah. and and they've got some high-tech weaponry they want to use. They, they know they're going to have to use it. What we should say, now, what's going to happen in our cultures, our system, our economies, to make all of this uh, rioting happen? Yeah. Uh, See, so they know something we don't know, <laughs> and they're ready for it. They're, they're openly publishing their plans. Absolutely. Right down, right down to even using um, certain types of 
of uh, atomic warfare on segments of society. This is from the War Department of Britain. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because I remember uh, the release of this article now and, and um, you know, as you say, o- official projections, you know, a few years ahead uh, or w- what have you. And uh, uh, I think it was, let's see here, um, you, you know, there, there were a number of things, even I think it was DARPA again that went into... Uh, you know, they have been focusing uh, these last years more and more towards uh, what they call, you know, as urban warfare, basically, you know, in the cities and so forth, and making uh, the population is the, you know, basically the last, the last enemy of it were because the global empire, in a way, is is already in place. So now it's a matter of fact, you know, of eradicating or or getting rid of a certain, uh, you know, population uh, types of population, I guess. In the Guardian paper, that's what it said. They would use certain types of of atomic war, uh, weapons on uh, certain ethnic uh, groups within society. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite openly about it. And uh, we should be asking ourselves, what do they have planned? Yeah. We do know what they have planned because the, the big boys have published it for years in their in their books. Sure, sure. On on the coming society, the upheavals that will be caused as we transform into the new global society mm. and uh, how they're going to pack us all into the cities as habitat areas <laughs> and uh, of all the crime there'll be because there'll be no work and everything will be completely regulated yeah. and we'll be at their mercy for food, shelter, clothing and everything. Hmm. Do you, That's uh, what the, that they've told us this in their books. Yeah. Do you think that uh, the, the issue of gun control is, I mean, would it be possible, you know, for for you know, for people to, you know, let's say that you know they do have access to guns or whatever, it, do you think that that is the way to go? You know, people, you know, lining up and and you know, fighting a military force, is it even possible? What's what's your idea about that? Uh, well, as far as raising uh, some sort of counter to this, you've got to realize they've been building up the, the internal armies, the multi-jurisdictional task forces, they call them. These are specially trained police who they can also use in the military and give them actual combat experience and bring back into the police forces. They've been creating an army inside uh, the Americas for 25 years uh, with this technique. Uh, And police are always expanding now. They're always um, looking for new reasons to bring in and recruit more policemen. You have massive internal armies, and the police have two uniforms. They have their combat uniform, and they have the one you'll see them wearing in the streets. So they're being trained for something that's coming down the road. And obviously, from a planner's point of view, like a general at a coming battle, if you can disarm your enemy before anything starts, it makes your job much easier. Mm-hmm. It does. Oh, yeah. yeah, indeed, absolutely. Uh, how, how are things in, in, in Canada? Is it more, more, more controlled uh, you know, with, with, uh, in yeah. regards to the guns there? Yeah, Canada was very peaceful that way for many, many years. And we have problems mainly in Toronto, in the north of Toronto, where the, the, the and it, was, it wasn't the people's fault, this was a creation of government. They brought in lots of immigrants from countries that have the highest murder per capita rate in the world, hmm. and that's Jamaica and Trinidad, oh, oh all in one section of society. Mm-hmm. Um, create basically a welfare system for them. And uh, now you have the gangs. And so these gangs every so often go on a rampage over territory for drugs, Mm. shoot somebody until it becomes bad. And then when they shoot a white person, then it's mayhem. 
and then the government's only too happy to pass laws on all Canadians across the country. Hmm. And this has been the obvious method of choice for, for the Canadian government. Hmm. Let it happen, and then using the Soviet system of communal punishment, you pass a law on every citizen hmm. and take the rights away. Mm, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but as you say, I guess the the best way to do it is to just you know avoid that type of you know conflict uh-huh. at all if possible. If you can take Absolutely. away, you yeah, know. in fact, you you couldn't win it anyway, even if there was such a thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Quiet. Yeah, you couldn't win it because because they um they have such high tech weaponry. Yeah, uh, ready to use. They call it non lethal, although it can be cranked up to become lethal. Mm. They can take out entire cities. It could put everybody to sleep. It could knock everyone out. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. And, then, and so the, we, I, I laugh in fact when I, I think about the, the, even the military mm. using what really is an obsolete weapon, the firearm. Mm, yeah. And it's to make the public think that's the best they have. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So that you'll get the same. Yeah. But in reality, they, they're way so far beyond that with high pulsar laser, etc., hmm. and EMP. Mm-hmm. Um, even Jane magazine, the Jane's magazine for the military, mm-hmm. which you can you can get, shows you all this weaponry that they can actually a, a man with a little a little two foot wide radar type screen can wipe out a whole city if he wants to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have exactly a tremendous budget going into the yeah. uh, you know the research of of new weaponry and and. Uh, you know, we, you won't even have to go black budget, so to speak, to actually, you know, pick up on this. And, and the, the amount of money that goes into this is tremendous. And, and but, but again, as you say, we rarely see, you know, new technology being implemented in, in, in you know, Iraq and so forth. There are a few reports of, of you know, potential test weapons. I've heard a few about some kind of a, a ray down there, you know, when things started. Very hard to yeah. confirm, obviously, but, but you never see it implemented. Why, why is that? Because they don't want the public to know what they're going to do and what they have to do it with. Mm. Uh, if the public start rioting and go to traditional means to fight something, mm. um, you probably wouldn't start rioting and go to attack anyone if you thought that you're using a catapult against EMP weaponry. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. And pull yeah. it out at the right time. Sheesh. But in the Gulf War One, the first Gulf War, mm. it came out in the British newspapers because of all the thousands of stunned um, Iraqis who were just walking out the desert giving themselves up, they were really confused and stunned. It did come out in the British newspapers that the government admitted it had been using a harp-type technology, Mm. electromagnetic pulse, and and hitting them for 24 hours with it. It causes intense disorientation and confusion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have all these type of, um, you know, crowd control systems, the... Uh, what what did it call it? The active denial system, I think. You know that actually microwaves a few millimeters just you know inside your skin, making it the sens- yep. sensation that the the water molecules in your skin actually boils. Yeah. Uh, terrific. I mean, it's it's not terrific. It's uh, terrorizing. You know, weapons basically. The terror weapons basically. They're, they're terror weapons. They also have stuff published. I remember back in the 70s, mm. where they they had a white light type weapon where one soldier could watch an advancing regiment coming towards them, and just like a little pen light, he could just uh, sweep it across the field, and anyone looking directly at him was permanently blind, uh, blinded, eyes Oof. completely destroyed. Oh my, huh. 
Yep, there you go. Yeah, exactly. They 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 do have it, but but as you say, they're 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 waiting for it for for this. This this is about the implementation of something that is to come, you know, down the road when they actually might be bringing out a lot of this, you know, this weaponry and this stuff. What what do you think they are waiting for? Why don't they, you know, uh, take yeah, what over? What they're waiting for <laughs> is is to implement every stage that they have planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have it already. These guys don't miss a trick because it's, it's a military strategy. Yeah, yeah. And you play the game uh, piece by piece on the chessboard until it's all in order for them to do the final um, job and pull it off. They don't miss a single part of their agenda. They, they do it by the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, they must herd the public along quietly as long as they can before they start creating the big chaos. Mm. Hmm. Um, I know I've, <laughs> I've asked you this, you know, a number of times before, but you know, it's always interesting, you know, in in regards to to you know timeline and stuff like that. I mean, many people, um, you know, speculate that you, just in the years ahead, we're actually going to see that the real uh, when this actually starts to play out on a more, I guess, you know, physical, even you know, violent level. I guess. Uh, any ideas about it? Do you get a timeline on that? Yeah, in that article put out by the Ministry of Defence, remembering that Britain's military of defence is completely integrated with every European country's military of defence department. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. Yeah. Um, they, they said that 2010 was to be a big kicking year, a big start to a lot of this mm. this agenda, and then 2012 was another one. Now that fits exactly in with the integration of the Americas, which is to be completely done by 2010. Hmm. And by 2012, the United Nations is to be announced to be the now acting global government. 2010? 2012 for the UN, 2010 for the amalgamation to be complete. Mm, There we go. Yeah, exactly. Very, very interesting. Again, you know, keeps coming up to 2012, all all of that. uh, um, You know, I, I wanted to... Uh, also ask you because you mentioned the, the the Gulf Wars and and basically you know er- eradication of, of you know entire populations and so forth. Uh, um, d- depleted uranium has been you know a, a hot topic too. You know uh, allegedly a lot of this is being used in in the weaponry uh, now down in Iraq. Uh, have you uh, do you know if this is true? If I if I were to ask you that, I'm I'm on two minds of it to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that they coat the, the artillery shells and some of the aircraft shells mm. with this depleted uranium. It makes something incredibly hard, and it literally will melt through a tank. Yeah, exactly. And then they, they explode and turn to a powder dust. Uh, there were exposés on the CBC, that the television in Canada, after the first Gulf War, interviewing the troops who had been over there from the U.S., whose job it was to pick up all of the the tanks that were disabled and pull them back in uh, for repair or destruction or whatever. Mm. And all of these men, and they interviewed some of them, had uh, their hair fell out. Yeah. Uh, now, they, 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 now, these had been hit by these particular types of shells. So the white powder that was left behind was inside the tank and all around it and over <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. So they, were, they didn't think anything of it. They were handling them. Mm. Their teeth fell out. They definitely had all the symptoms of radiation poisoning. Mm, yeah. And we'd also know that, that, that another factor involved is interesting. That we had 
even female troops from Canada in Gulf War One. There was an expose here uh, on television about one of them. Her hair fell out. The same thing happened with her teeth. <laughs> uh, chronic fatigue, white count, uh, blood count went uh, crazy. Yeah. Um, she had all the symptoms again of radiation poisoning. Uh, we also know that some of the soldiers' offspring um, had the same symptoms that the soldiers developed of these tremendous rashes all over their skin. Yeah. So a genetic thing had happened there, an, an alteration yeah. to get into the fetus. And there were even some of the men's wives were developing the same rashes and, and so on. Huh. But what another interesting thing to back or to put to make it or even more confusing mm-hmm. or else to give another mm. uh, line of, of thinking, some of the soldiers who were not inoculated to go over uh, or, or were inoculated to go over there but didn't go mm-hmm. came down with a lot of these uh, hypo or hyper immune system problems. Mm. Uh, so I think they're getting it from both angles, and, and it makes perfect sense because American strategy after the Vietnam War, mm. that they had Pentagon think tanks working on the problems of rioting ex-soldiers mm-hmm. in the United yeah. States yeah. who were trained in the military and had the expertise, and they were worried of, of something happening, and they, and they came up with ideas of how to disable future soldiers. Ah. <laughs> so they be they could work three or four years in the military. Once they they got out, they'd start to go decline and with their health. Yeah. And there wouldn't be a, a problem. So I think that's also part of it. So you, they want they want a soldier for that short period of time that they they actually can use them, and then you know as soon as they're into you know getting some kind of veterans you know pay or whatever, then obviously they're not interested in them anymore. No more, and there's no threat to anyone because they become sick. Oh my well, God. The, yeah. They could never use their expertise from the military within their own country. Hmm. If they were tried to, they couldn't even do it. So yeah. that also makes a strategic uh, type of sense. Yeah, indeed. And I mean, again, I, I can't, I can't understand it at this point. I mean, who actually wants to, you know, volunteer for the military in that sense? I mean, obviously, a lot of people's, you know, college payments are being done you know through through the military and stuff like this so obviously at this point is a is a way of income i guess for for at least for american uh, soldiers as it were but uh, i mean beyond that n- no clue whatsoever i guess it's uh, again going back to the some kind of patriotic feeling in 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 these people that want to protect their country and do good or whatever but i mean well what you, what you, what you have is a science because every every um military college knows this, the strategists know this, they know that uh, if you want to bring in totalitarianism down the road, you must create a violent uh, section of youth Mm. uh, who are desensitized to violence. Well, that's what the video games were for. Mm, Number two, you you do um, split up the generational interaction between grandmother, parent, and child. Mm. And so there's no communication. Every tyrant in history knows this is a necessary thing because children and young people still want to belong. It's very strong when you're at school. You want to belong and mm. fit in. Yeah, indeed. A peer group. Yeah. And so they give you a substitute family and a peer group 
and and gives you a belonging that you've never even had at home anymore. Absolutely. Uh, Hitler knew this. Hitler knew this. Stalin knew it. They had the young communists in Russia. They had the the Hitler youth. Uh, It's the same technique. Now you've got this new phenomenon of... uh, uh, I call it the bush youth, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, exactly, and 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 the, the psychology in some of these uh, military adver- advertisement uh, advertisements that are out there are just, you know, they're they're really skilled at what they do. Let me just say that. I mean, I saw one one commercial way back, uh, uh, and and you saw, you know, just about how much time they've you know put down to actually get you know every every single blink and uh, even you know the way they swallow when they you know ask uh, the, 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 let me explain first that this was a the advertisement was basically between a father and a son sitting down and the fa- father telling the, the son you know how proud he was of him because he has you know joined the military and that he has become more like a man you know and, and that type of type of deal so they obviously you know play very much as you say on this aspect of you know the family of making your father proud or whatever you know and and this i mean as you say this this is stuff that that works because people have these drives and, and want to of course you know do good and 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 all of this and and that is what they play play at i guess yeah they do especially when you have a, a system today where parents are so busy they don't interact with the children there you go yeah the children are starved for attention along comes this, the society like all military societies have always used, you belong with us. Yeah. We are your new brothers. It's a fraternity. Hmm. You're special. They tell all the military of every country, you are special now. You're not a civilian. Yeah. So you have a class thing right away, a difference. Yeah. And then it's drilled into you uh, that you are different, and these are your new brothers. Yeah, yeah, indeed. And that's what they crave. They crave belonging. Um, you know, I, I want to return a little bit again to to this case of depleted uranium because if if it is true that they are letting that stuff out there, you know, d- d- down there, I should say, uh, this obviously is something that that spreads on on a global level. Um, they have been picking up, I know, reports uh, from from the British uh, um, a facility somewhere that actually measures the. Uh, they have been picking up on the radi- uh, the radiation levels around even around Britain, and and they speculated in an article about this that this was actually from uh, from from you know down in the Iraq region. Um, this is total you know suicide as it were. If, if this is uh, you know this could spread globally all over the place, and and basically everything with uh, with you know DNA could potentially become uh, genetically altered, basically. Yeah. Um, this is mass suicide. I mean, do you think that this is that this is the, the end plan, the game of, of the game plan? Because I mean, uh, my idea was kind of that. Okay, they want to eradicate a, a few, you know, people in the population or quite many of the population, and then live on this planet in in luxury or whatever. But but this this is stuff that even would destroy themselves. What's going on there? Yeah, that's why I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried. Is this actually the depleted uranium? Or is it the inoculations they've been getting? You see, you can also inoculate people, which and, and chemicals too, and never mind certain viruses, can actually induce types of cancers. Hmm. And just as effectively. Hmm. That's an old thing used since World War II. They had the ability to do that within World War II. Okay. And um, 
I'm a bit wary if they're giving us a red herring with a depleted uranium mm-hmm. exposure. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, these people would never kill themselves off. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> but with inoculations, it's a beautiful way to get two or three years out of a soldier and then debilitate him mm. to, until he's useless. You, you could never come back and fight on any uh, any side at all. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but again, I, I guess we could re- even return to, to uh, you know stuff that we've been talking about previously, I think, uh, about the... Um, the the global diversity uh, fund or trust, you know, that that actually saves uh, a lot of seeds now in the in the new uh, uh, facility up in, in Svalbard in in Norway uh, to to protect and preserve genetic diversity in seeds and stuff like this. And a number of the underground bases there are. I mean, let's say let's say this: there is a number of places to actually retreat to if actually something were to happen on the surface, as it were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always cover all the bases for themselves if anything should go wrong. Mm. And I know that um, one of the biggest organizations are involved in this and have been not only in plants, mm. but all animals and humans uh, and gene types uh, is the World Wildlife Fund. Mm. Yeah. There was a, a documentary shown here from a, they call it an ARC. They have three ARCs, they call them, mm-hmm. uh, worldwide. The one is in Louisiana, the documentary was on about a huge facility, modern facility, and a professor of genetics is in charge of it. She also teaches at the university there. Mm-hmm. And she said that within these cryogenics uh, chambers, they have every gene type of every plant, insect, animal uh, on the planet. Yeah. And over the years, they've experimented to such an extent, they can um, basically create test tube type Uh, baby animals, mm-hmm. reinsert them in any kind of mother host hmm. and have them born successfully. So this is old stuff she's talking about. <laughs> and so she said we can repopulate anything, with any part of the planet with any species we want, when we want to. Yeah, It's been done successfully. And they have three of them worldwide in case they should lose one or two. There's always one somewhere else. Hmm. Uh, how about... How about going into uh, into space for these guys? Is that a possibility, you think? Oh, I'm sure. Every possibility to save themselves, because they have so many think tanks working on every possibility at all times mm. to save themselves. And, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have um, craft themselves. They can, they can take themselves somewhere else. And they're probably already making the preparations and maybe even have the bases to go to. There you go. That, that that's uh, fascinating stuff, and I actually hope to get into that l- a little bit more later in the subscriber section. We're gonna ask you about that uh, and and, you, and your take on on all of you know <laughs> that is a big big area basically. But um, I mean, if if we were to say like this, then we have you know we have these kinds of events now. The Vir- Virginia Tech to kind of uh, um, you know begin or initiate the, these types of deal. Do, do you think that we will see more of this and more? often now or or is this kind of enough just to you know Im- implement what they have have planned so to speak if if they can't implement all the the, the latest high tech security across the board mm-hmm. not only in the schools colleges but right through society they'll keep doing it for as long as it takes we'll, we'll have these things coming out all the time until it's done yeah there you go uh 
and and of course we have the we have the copycat effect i, ju I just wanted to relay this uh, get this bio because there, there seems also to be uh, the type of signals that that this sends to young people in a way is you know do you want to get on tv you know go out and shoot someone basically i mean it's it's an incredible media hype around these events too and and uh, even if you know many people of course can can understand that this is not the right way to do it but for a person who might be in a state of as we talked about earlier on on ssri totally emotionally you know drained or whatever um th this obviously is a method that that helps helps along to bring about this right oh absolutely absolutely what's interesting too is to compare psychosis and psychotic episodes and mm. people with what we're seeing here, which seems to be pre-planning and mm. very meticulous planning at that. Mm. Um, psychotic people tend to be all over the board with their ideas and, and start something and stop and go off somewhere else. And, and but, but to actually think this out in advance, we know that the Columbine people did Mm. for instance, discussed mm. it and planned it all. Yeah. And this will be the same because um, he knew what he was going to do. He also knew how, how many rounds he was taking with him. Yeah, yeah exactly. And very, very, yeah. Very, yeah. Uh, the symptoms of, of generally the sticky, uh, divergent thinking of schizophrenia, for instance. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, very, exactly, very, very... Uh, planning ahead, a good ability, even a, a bulletproof West, I think, with uh, all the extra clips in them. Yes. Um, and there Practice to do that. That's what astounded some of the, those that survived. Yeah. He, he loaded and unloaded, uh, just like the movies, expertly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and someone speculated, can remember who now, about the, the, the caliber of the different guns that it actually is very... Uh, at least what what uh, I think it was might have been Alex Jones I don't know now but uh, talked about the, the caliber of the guns and that it actually very hard you know difficult to actually you know sh shoot someone uh, you know with these types of guns I think it was a 22 caliber or something like that uh, and you have to be really really close basically and that's another strange aspect of all of this I don't know yeah the, the uh, I think you had a nine millimeter and a 22 okay yeah and uh, the 22 Although it's used by, by uh, Mossad is, is famous for killing people with the 22. Yeah. You have to be almost at the back of the head to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's not an instant kill generally. Oh my, yeah, there you go. So so the, exactly, there's a lot of you know uh, things to to uh, kind of dissect in this, and a lot of people obviously have, have really uh, dug into this already, and and that's. Uh, that's kind of a, a good thing with the with the internet that I that I saw that a, a number of people you know as soon as this happened were actually out there and picking up information and a lot of people are very skilled now at at kind of dissecting the event as it were and actually be, being able to pick up on this so so that's that's a very positive thing I think that many many people are becoming more uh, you know more smart smart I guess at what what actually debate on television afterwards with the top newspaper. People, the famous players, the famous faces on television, um, in a Canadian format here, mm. and the U.S. ones were there of the biggest newspapers who were complaining about the overdose of what they called amateurs who were digging up all these facts. 
<laughs> there you and go. <laughs> of course, they were poo-pooing them. No, they don't know how to do it properly. Sure. Proper journalists, yada yeah. Yeah. And so they're rather ticked off because yeah, a lot of people now have caught on to this. Yeah. They are investigating themselves and asking the right questions. Indeed, absolutely, and and that's what you know we encourage here to actually. You know, do do your own reading and and uh, get all you know many as many different perspectives as possible and and make your own conclusions and and uh, try to see you know be open to to all sides as it were and uh, that is what uh, we are doing here every month with Alan Watt from CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com and trying to you know cut through the matrix as it were. But um, I think that, that that on that positive note is a very good place to to round things off for for this segment, Alan. But as uh, as always, I want to leave uh, the opportunity for potentially new listeners and those who aren't aware you know of of you and your uh, work uh, to mention your website and uh, what you have uh, up there for us. Yes, I've got a bunch of websites uh, the cutting through the matrix websites.com net org and so on and also the new european one which is alan watt sentient sentinel dot eu which is now going into transcribing in different languages my my talks mm. on the internet mm. oh wonderful yeah and you have a few books of course and a few uh, dvds up there too right yes uh, Excellent. And lots of free stuff for download. Absolutely, follow along in Alan's uh, excellent blurbs uh, that he got got up there, audio uh, or podcast or whatever you want to call it. Basically, excellent stuff. So do check that out, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And uh, Alan and I will continue now in the subscriber section to talk a little bit more about the uh, the moon, as I mentioned earlier, and going into hopefully a lot more in regards to space and space exploration. So for this segment, Alan, thank you very much for coming on, and we will take a little break. It's a pleasure. If you're interested in joining me and Alan in the subscriber section, simply click on subscribe from our front page at redicecreations.com. And from there you'll be able to read much more about how you can sign up if you're interested in hearing much more. And at the same time you'll support this radio show so we can continue with what we do here. Also, don't forget to check out our radio archive. It's all up there for you to consider and enjoy. Also, check out our forum, drop by, join in on the discussion about the radio show, about the news that we put up there, or just about anything that's on your mind. Thank you so much for tuning in to Red Ice Creations Radio. Also, thanks to Fredrik behind the controls. We will be back on Thursday with another show lined up for you. Until next time, take good care. This is Henrik Palmgren signing off. <laughs>